The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Live the life you truly want. Experience the Jenna Effect. I'm Vincent Jenna, psychic therapist, medium, and spiritual teacher. Become unstoppable. Learn the secret that's holding you back.
incredible, right? Incredible, no matter what language it's in. Hi, welcome. I'm Vincent Jenna, the psychic therapist, medium, spiritual teacher, and this is the Jenna Effect. And let me tell you something. If you have not had a chance to see the Broadway version of Lion King, please do yourself a favor and go and see it. I just had to show this and shown in another language. It doesn't matter. It was just such a beautiful stage production. And that song is just so magnificent. All of the songs of the musical are incredible. But the major reason why I'm showing this is because my wife and I are so thrilled and excited because we are going to Africa. Africa for two weeks, South Africa to be exact, and uh, Hodespruit, Hodespruit, South Africa. That's where we're going to be with our dear, dear, dear friend, Reverend Denise Schubert. She is staying there. She has been there 10 times at three months at an interval. Oh my God. God, she loves the place. It's magnificent to her. And she said, come on down, come on over. And this is the best time to be able to do it. So we're doing that. And if you have a dream to pursue, go after it. Don't wait. Put it in your bucket list. So I know that I had a past life there. And so that's one of the reasons why I want to go so badly is I was told and I feel the depth of my, my presence there having been there before. I was told that I was one of the female singers of a tribe in a past life, which is what gave me my voice this lifetime. I do have one of those, you know, big Sicilian voices. I have to tell you something very funny about all of that. And so here I am being told that I was that. And oh, man, it answered so many questions. Like, I love African rhythms and music. Um, and I'm not talking about contemporary. I'm talking about the real beats and the real rhythms of deep in the heart of Africa, probably somewhere around Kenya, Nairobi. I mean, we're going to South Africa part, but the other parts of it were just so intense. And so here's what I come to find out not too long ago. I had my DNA tested, you know, one of those DNA testing companies that do that. And it turns out that 23% of my DNA is from Africa. Yes, and then the rest of my heritage is with Sicilians. Now, a lot of Sicilians, and it turns out that my Jenna, Jenna, the name Jenna is from Tunis, Africa. Not even Sicily. My mother's side of the family is definitely Cicero. It's a Sicilian. The maiden name was Cicero. So from Sicily, okay? But my father's side, we could never find. We could never trace where the family came from. And it was, it was always hush, hush, secretive that they didn't want us to know that they were from Africa. But it is. Jenna was traced back to Tunis. And uh, it was just amazing. And then 2% of my DNA is actually from South Africa. So I'm like, I'm going back to visit the area that I had a past life in, at least part of it, maybe a long time ago. It doesn't matter when, but it just answers so many questions. And my wife and I are thrilled, thrilled, thrilled. Um, I will be posting pictures and tell you about the experience. But welcome to the Jenna Effect. I'm sure you didn't come here today to hear about my adventures, even though I want them to always be inspiring for you. So... What are we going to be talking about today that's important that's going to help you? Well, of course, I always have this up here, the secret that's holding you back, because this is vital information that will absolutely 
help you. This is what the Jenna effect is all about, is to help you unblock and release your passions, your purpose. And if you don't even know what your passions and your purpose are, I help you discover them. This is the type of book that will help you discover them. The information here helps you discover, release them, and more importantly, pursue them. Pursue them. You need to be able to pursue your beliefs. And I'll just give you a, a little story today of, of a client that I had not too long ago. I'm just a very talented person, a very talented, um, yeah, I'd say male. It's okay. I'm not giving anything away. There's so many of those talented people that call me. And he was only went so far, and I could just see inside of him what he was meant to do, what he came here for. And he always felt that he was supposed to pursue that, that he was supposed to become famous, that he was supposed to get up there and do some writing. But because of his background, because he had one of those backgrounds that just diminished his light, that didn't make him feel special. It actually did the reverse. It made him feel very unworthy and that he, he wasn't good enough. And he dropped out of college, even though he was pursuing that as a career. But then he stopped. It was just like something just kept pulling him back, pulling him back, pulling him back. And that's what happens to so many of us. Even if we know our careers, even if we know what we want to do, we keep holding ourselves back and we keep pulling ourselves back. And, and that's the whole reason why one of my last shows, the Unity Radio show that I did, was called Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable because we actually do stop ourselves. Not intentionally. Well, some people do it intentionally. Some people consciously will just say out loud to themselves, I'm not good enough. Why am I doing this? This is stupid. This is a dumb career. I'm so irresponsible. Or what makes me think that I can be a famous musician like that? Yes, there are a few, but there's only a few. That is not the majority. Those are the outliers, okay? The majority of people try to pursue something, try to go after a dream. And so, so this young gentleman was starting to, he had the right intention, but then as he became older, this was the interesting thing. The older you become, the louder your negative in, inner voice becomes. That's right. That I, I explained that in this book, how the beneath surface voice that your brain is trying to protect you from, because it creates all these defense mechanisms that keep you from believing and understanding and seeing what you're really believing about yourself, right? That voice deep down inside gets stronger and stronger and it weighs you down. And you don't always hear it because now you're involved in your current life, in your conscious life. Everything that goes on that holds you back happens in your unconscious mind, not your conscious mind. So now here you are in life and you're dating and you're pursuing jobs and things like that. And the mundane world comes around you and you spend time with your friends, right? And so that distracts you from that inner voice, but you're not going anywhere. And you decide, ah, school's not, you know, for me. And you drop out or, ah, you know, I, yeah, I got, at least I got a job in this. I'm making some money. And um, yeah, if I'm going to get involved in music, if I'm going to write a song, if I'm going to sing, if I'm going to perform, eh, maybe that'll come up. Maybe I'll do that later. I got to work right now. I got to pay my bills. You know, that kind of thing happens. But you're not understanding what's motivating you to make those choices. 
That's the problem. You think it's responsibility. You think you're being practical, right? That's that word, practicality. Do you know that word is a defense mechanism word? It is not even a positive word. Why isn't it positive? That sounds unusual. Why would it be that the word practical would be a reasonable, positive word? You want to be practical in life, right? You want to go out and get the right job. You don't want to be impractical. You don't want to be irresponsible. You want to be responsible. That tends to go along with the word practical, right? They go hand in hand. It's responsible to be practical, okay? But what does that have to do with a spiritual journey? What does practicality have to do with a spiritual journey? And what do we know about a spiritual journey anyway? I'm not talking about following a religious path. You know, every time you hear that word, maybe we metaphysical, I'm not liking the words anymore metaphysical, paranormal, spirituality, God. Why? Because there are so many negative, fallacied connotations and labels associated with that word, those words. As for, oh, the extreme one is paranormal. As soon as you hear about paranormal, if you're a left brain thinker and you're not into the paranormal, you think everybody who's involved in paranormal stuff is crazy, nuts. I'm a medium. That would be considered in the paranormal world because I talk with dead people. I also talk with aliens. I also talk with animals. That's all paranormal stuff. I even see them, okay? Dead people. Not, and aliens. But... Now we get into metaphysics. And the only thing that that word means is beyond the physical, beyond the physical. But in the metaphysics, now we're incorporating the concepts of the law of attraction, intuition, all of that stuff is, is part of the concept of metaphysics. And even that has a bad connotation, right? Mainstream people don't truly understand what metaphysics mean. And as soon as they hear metaphysics, as a matter of fact, they don't even consider meditation in metaphysics because they like meditation. That's now associated with spirituality. Okay, Then spirituality is separate from metaphysics when it shouldn't be, which is separate from paranormal, which it shouldn't be. It's all together. But spirituality now has a, a connotation of being associated with God or some divine being. And it does, it does, because spirituality is about your understanding or your beliefs about who you are as a being, how do you define yourself as a being, not as a person, but as a being, a human being, your relationship with some greater force, whatever you want to call it, your relationship with each other, what's your connection to the people around you and in life in general, and what's your connection with this planet and other, and other planets, that concept is all encased in the concept of spirituality. Now, humankind, particularly men, yeah, men are to blame again. I'm sorry. Don't be writing me, guys. You did this. Your interpretation of spirituality is what became religious beliefs. But a lot of those interpretations of spirituality came from fear. Didn't come from real internal inspiration. Came from fear. 
And so you created religions based around that. You don't want to go to hell. That's a fear-based religion. You got to do this. You got to follow Jesus. You got to be saved, right? You got to be saved. Everything is about Jesus being the savior. So that's where Christianity came in. And then after it grew, then it became another sect of Christianity, Catholicism, and then Lutheranism, and then all of Episcopalian, Protestant, Methodist, all of those Christian-based, Mormonism, all Christian-based religions, but they all divided because they didn't want to interpret the spiritual concepts the same way. But they kind of messed up the whole idea of what spirituality is to start with. So we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. So we're beyond the physical, which is metaphysics, and we're energies, okay, which is part of that spiritual understanding and part of the paranormal understanding, but we were created by a greater force and created in its image in some way where we became co-creators and we're connected to a power now. And so now that definitely incorporates the paranormal understanding. But why we separate it is the leaders separate it because they think in that way you'll be able to accept it. Oh my goodness, especially new thought. New thought. They don't talk about anything to do with reincarnation, not really. They talk about the leaders and the spiritual teachers and about what to do now. The new thought. Have a new thought. You don't need to pay attention to the past. You don't even need to pay attention to the fact that there's aliens around you. And even though that new thought person can be in that new thought center talking new thought who just had an experience of seeing a UFO the night before. Can't talk about that. You don't talk about that. There's no need to talk about that. Why not? Why isn't there a need to talk about that? Why do we eliminate those things? So you see, so we wind up separating these things and then we wonder why we're having a hard time manifesting the lives we want. And the whole reason why I'm bringing this up and the different concepts is that we are more than just psychological brains and bodies, mind, body, spirit, mind, body, spirit. We're the triune, we're all one. And that's the other reason why we're one. We're one not only together, but we're one mind, body, spirit. And in understanding that, then you might be able to understand why things aren't necessarily manifesting in your life. So now take this gentleman that I was talking about. And he's only going so far, but his conscious mind is telling him, well, this is practical. And this is the right thing to do. So if you are mind, body, and spirit, that makes us magical beings capable of being able to create anything that we want, truly because we are co-creators. Then nothing is practical. There's no such thing as practical. Practical means what? Responsible. There we go again. But, oh, there's another word that just I just was reminded of. Another word that goes with practical and responsible. You'll love this one. Realistic. Got to be realistic. And you got to be realistic, and that makes you practical. See, if you were realistic and then you understand that, oh, going after that crazy job, being an artist, you'll never make money being an artist. Being a musician, forget that. A million people want to be musicians. Look, there's only a handful that are even good. Holy cow, what do you think? You're going to get on American Idol? You're not going to get on American Idol. Or Dancing with the Stars, forget it. That's not practical. It's certainly not realistic. And what is realism? What is practicality? 
What is being responsible? And in actuality, let me tell you something. When you're focused on those words, you're completely irresponsible. You're being completely irresponsible to who you really are. A divine being of body, mind, and spirit. So you're being irresponsible to the higher part of you, the part that guides you the most, the part that helps you to manifest everything is the spiritual part of who you are. The spiritual part of who you are. And so this young man was taught by example how hard it is in life, how difficult it was for his parents. And so in his own mind, it was going to be difficult for him too. And certainly coming from a very modest past, whatever your past is, it's interesting. It, it's now this again, I'm going to make a statement. Now it's not true for everyone. Okay. So please don't write me and say, you're making such absolute statements. I had that complaint too. You're so absolute. So listen to what I have to say about absolutes right after this. Okay. Listen to my explanation about my absolutes. I absolutely believe in my truths. And my truths are not absolute. Does that sound confusing? Let me explain. I believe what I say, and I believe in it 100%. But what I say, is it an absolute truth? I don't know for sure. I'll find out. Also, when I find out that it's not true, then I change my truths. And then I believe in that. Absolutely. Because truth can change, and we're still discovering it, and I'm still discovering it. So I know the beliefs I have aren't necessarily absolute truths, but I absolutely believe what I'm saying, and I might as well, and so should you. Because if you're not absolutely believing in your beliefs, what are you doing? Well, I don't know if I should believe in them or not. No. Because I'm absolutely believing what I'm saying doesn't mean I don't have an open mind. Hear what I said again. My beliefs aren't absolute. They grow and they change. But whatever my beliefs are right now, I absolutely believe them. That's what makes me genuine. That's what makes me genuine. And so you should absolutely believe what you believe with an open mind of knowing that those beliefs can change. And when they change, you'll absolutely believe those too. Why would you want to partially believe in them? Because you're afraid that they'll change. In any case, whatever it is that you are truly believing in deep down, and I'm not talking about your conscious beliefs, I'm talking about your unconscious beliefs that in my book I call the beliefs in your environment made mind, those maladaptive beliefs that were formed for you and that the environment helped you to form when you were growing up. I also call them the I'm nots. I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. I'm not deserving enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not handsome enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not lovable enough. And those 
you hold on to and they influence your life. They do. That book explains completely why that happens and what goes on next after that. So this young man was not pursuing any further because he didn't think it was practical or reasonable to pursue a performing career, even though he loved music, loves it. And I haven't heard him play anything, but I can tell you this. Let me, let me tell you this. Let me, I just will, you must understand this right from the get-go. You will not have a true dream and a true inspiration without having the ability, the talents, the skills to achieve them. Your soul and the universe do not tease you. They do not torment you and place inside of you a dream that you cannot fulfill. Now, I emphasized the word true dream. True. Those are two words. True dreams. People form what they believe is a dream sometimes out of need and desperation. So, for example, if they've not found what their true dream is, but they're watching all these incredible stars succeed and receive all these wonderful accolades and awards and attention by being famous singers, famous authors, or even now famous psychics and even famous mediums and writers and speakers. Yes, that field too. The more glorious the field, the more some people, when they are in a desperate sense, want to believe that they're meant to be part of that field. I was afraid that that was even part of me until I had the sustenance and the talent and the skill that I saw come to the surface and be developed more to be able to truly help. So you would not have a true inspiration without the skill to be able to sustain it. That's what a true dream is. And when you have that dream, the reason you have that dream is to tell you you have that skill. All right, all the greatest luminaries who created some of the most important things in our lives today, be it cars, be it planes, be it anything, be it electricity, be it at the assembly line, I don't care be it electric cars, be it the computers, they all had these visions. And because they had the vision, they knew in their hearts that's what they were supposed to create and pursue. Because it came from inside, not outside. It didn't come from a desperate need to prove themselves great. Who would want to go in? before? Think about this for a moment. Before the computer was even made, who would want to go after trying to make a computer if they didn't think that it could even amount to anything? Okay, Wilbur Wright woke up one morning, going to his brother, called his brother right away. Orville, you're not going to believe this. I had the most incredible vision last night. It was about people on some kind of craft flying through the sky. Or Orville was like, oh, you're crazy. Crazy, nobody's going to be able to fly through the sky. No, 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 no. Orville, you don't understand. If I had this vision, that means it was possible and I'm supposed to pursue it. And why don't you do it with me? 
because it wouldn't be in my head. How could I get a vision like that out of nowhere? They understood if they had the vision, it was possible. And what told them that were their souls, maybe not their conscious minds, but their souls underneath said, yes, the whole reason why you had this vision is you already created it. You just have to manifest it in this lifetime. So when you have a dream, you need to understand you already created the fulfillment of that dream. This life isn't about creating anything new, people. It's not. There's nothing new you can create that hasn't been created already. Oh, we just want to believe that we can create something new. I created the microwave. I created the electric car. I created a rocket ship. No, you didn't create it new. You did, however, bring it into this dimension. Good for you for pursuing that. Because we're not here to discover new things. We're actually here to discover old things like ourselves and our ability. You think the electric car or the flying car in the future? You think the television? You think the Apple Watch? Or the iPhone was why we're here? No. Going after those things and believing we could is why we're here. Because every time we pursue something, we're saying something and discovering more about ourselves more about our abilities, more about our divinity, more about our caring, our magnificence. Doctors who are trying to cure cancer, the cure of cancer doesn't matter. It doesn't. Finding a vaccination for the coronavirus didn't matter. It still doesn't. What matters is that somebody cared enough, and not just for money. Not everything is money-driven, okay? We got to get those, you know, yes, there are the big mouth people and they're the charlatans and they're the crooks and the people, the connivers that will do things so that they can gain power and make money. Yes, there'll always be those people, but that is not the genuine motivation for most. It's because they do want to help, believe it or not. We, we become so cynical in our lives, we don't even know what's good anymore and why people do things anymore. And that's terrible because you don't even know why you do things anymore. That's what it's led to. And that's where it comes from. So understand that these inspirations and motivations have been good and pure. That's all we're here for is to discover we're capable of that. And the more you keep discovering that you're willing to go after that and not give up and work work so hard because it means so much to you. You go at the end of it. It's not the work you did. You know, all these kids that are going to college, they think getting the degree is the reason why they went. No, it wasn't. The degree is absolutely meaningless. It's a friggin' piece of paper that says shit. But you got a degree in shit. 
You know what it does mean? <laughs> that you went after it. That you cared enough about yourself that you were capable of it. You were capable of putting in your brain and using this physical brain to put things together to get what you wanted. Oh, I could do that. I did that. I withstood that. Oh my God, I made it through that. That's why we do things to discover ourselves in that way, because in that way you can discover you are something meaningful. You are something great. You are something powerful and divine. The divine actually did that itself. Six days. Yes, of course, we're going to put a time on the period that God created the heavens and the earth because we wanted everybody to know how powerful it was. Truly, truly, think about this for a moment. Okay, let's think about this. We're talking about an omnipotent, powerful God, a being, a creature, an energy, whatever, an intelligence, and it still took it six days to create everything. Why do you think we even gave it a number? Does the number six mean something? Maybe the number six in numerology means something. No, none of that matters. The message was it took some time. Because each period, each thing, it had a thought, it had a feeling. You know, I'm all over here all by myself. Remember, it's an intelligence, so it would think then intelligent things, this power, whatever it was. I'm by myself. That's not good. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, heavens, black space, nothingness. Yeah, boring. Boring, 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 boring. You know what? If I had something to share this with, to share me with, that would be fun. Maybe we can have some good discussions. Who would know what come from that? That would be great. Okay. All right. All right. I, 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 I think that's a good idea. Boy, you should have thought that through a little bit more. No, that's a good idea. Let me create a being. Let me create beings. Let me create beings just like me. I, why would I? I don't know what else to create anyway. So let me create a being and I'll use me. I'll just duplicate me. Yeah, duplicate me. Okay. Oh, I'm just thinking that I duplicate me somewhere along the line. They're going to try to do the same thing. They may call it a, call it cloning. No, I just threw that in. Okay, so, so humans were created. And of course, we want to write in the book that the man was created first. It wasn't. It was energies. Mm -hmm. The beginning of the Bible of Adam and Eve had nothing to do with what God created. Adam is the first son of man because we created the genders, not God or the different genders. So, so here we are as energies. Wow. Wow. Oh, I like this. And then... It processed that. It processed that. No, wait a minute. They're all, um, okay, so we're all together. That's fun. Are you just like me? You're like me. You're like me. You're like me. You're like me. There's all these me's here now. These all these me's here now, but they, but, but for some reason, they don't know that they're me. They don't know that they're me. Hey, 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 people, guys, things, beings, whatever. I got to figure out what to call you. Um, 
Um, you, you, don't you know that you, why are you all over each other like that? Stop that. That's not why I created you. Well, wait, wait, you don't know how, wait, you don't know you're me, you're me. Go do something, make something. Why aren't you leaving? You're underfoot. You're here. I didn't create you to be here like this. Let's have some fun. Do something. You don't know what to do. You don't know what fun is. You, you don't know, you don't know what anything is. Oh, you don't know what anything is. Okay, that's a problem. Um, well, maybe, and again, being intelligent, maybe the next step came in. You know, okay, I, uh, you know, being smart, I think the best way for you to find out who you are is we got to give you places to go away from here. You got to go out, play, learn who you are, grow up. I know I got an idea. Let's create some places to go. We'll call them universes and planets. And then that happened. The point I'm trying to make is even God had to figure out what was next and work at it, work at figuring it out. It didn't just go boom and we all existed because if that was the case, we would have written down in the beginning the creation story that at the, in the beginning there was the word. And the word was God. And then the next moment, there was us. That's how we would have written it. But we said, we gave it time. We named the time a week. And then we named the seventh day on the seventh day. We didn't have a calendar yet. Not even during, they started writing it, writing on the seventh day. How do they know on the seventh day? How many days? What? One, two, three, four, five, six, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That was a Roman calendar. And it didn't happen until Rome. Okay. And so, so it was time though. That was the point we were trying to make. Because it does take some time and it takes some effort to find out who you are and to find out your own divinity. That's why you're here, is to find out your divinity, is to discover who you are. And you do that by pursuing your dreams, not by holding yourself back. But in order to do that, you must believe you have a dream for the dream to surface if you don't know what it is. You must believe you're worthy of the dream. You must believe you're good enough for the dream. You must believe you have the talent, the skills, and all it needs to pursue the dream. Even the understanding of improving the talents and the skills to achieve the dream. And then life unfolds for you. And it's all about belief. Believing in yourself. Believing in your worth, your value, your dream. The dream, why should the dream appear if you don't have one, if you don't believe you're worthy of achieving it, right? Why would you believe that? But you are worthy of achieving it. It's the only reason why you're here. So let's go after your dreams, huh? Let's start believing them. Find out the secret that's holding you back more. Do the work and put it in. Because you'll discover at the end of the work how much 
worth it was to put that effort in. And then you'll want to do more to grow even more because you can't possibly achieve all you can achieve in this one lifetime. It's the reason why we have come back. But here's also something very interesting. Once you recognize and finally are on the path of believing that you can create all that you want and believing that you're a co-creator with this big force now and finally knowing that you might not even want to come back to have to do it here anymore. And yeah, we have that option. There are many souls on the other side not reincarnating here because they don't want to. I don't want to. I don't need to. Because the more we're down here, the more we keep packing in our power. And I'm concerned that the reason why you see people acting the way it is, they are with all the violence and the negativity and the hatred and bigotry and racism and all of that stuff is people are imploding. They truly are imploding. That's what happens when you compress energy too much. You implode. So whatever the case may be, while you're here, go after your dream, pursue it because you're big enough. You're worthy enough. You're good enough. I, I sound like, and I'm telling you right now, it's fabulous. Is um, Saturday Night Live used to have a parody with Al Franken. And he was supposed to be um, a counselor at an AA meeting. And he, let me see if I can remember it truly. I even use it. I haven't done a, this particular event in a long time, this lecture, but it's, I'm smart enough, I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me. And everybody laughed at that because you know why? We laugh as a defense mechanism with things that make us feel uncomfortable. And it makes us feel uncomfortable to know that you're smart enough, you're good enough, people like you, you're worthy enough, you're lovable enough, because we haven't been taught that, so learn it now. This is Vincent Jenna. Please come back each week to The Jenna Effect at mindbodyspirit.fm and become unstoppable. What's holding you back? Only you.
Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify. Spotify.